Hello everyone and welcome back to Thrive in Grace. Thank you for coming along and joining us today. Yeah. We are doing a kind of a second parter. It kind of is, kind of stands alone. But this <laughs> week we're going to be doing a school Q and A. Back to school. Back to school. If you didn't listen, last week we did a uni Q and A and Ellie shared all her wise words for uni. And so if you haven't listened to that one, check that one out. But also stick around first and listen to this one and go to that one second. But yep, make some mess. We have to have my question of the week. You have to have your question. And I did. I was thinking about this earlier. Normally, I don't really think about them too in detail. But this week, I felt as if I had. Can you tell? Yeah. Can you tell that I don't really think about (laughs) it? Um, But this week, I thought, okay, let's have a bit of a break from my wackiness and let's actually have like a good one. Um, it might take a bit of thinking so you might have to pause for a minute but that's fine what is your like best memory favorite memory from school in particularly secondary school school. I think I I have it but I don't think it is like I think I have so many memories I don't think it's um my like biggest favorite memory the one thing that comes straight to mind yeah so my my class was so naughty Mm. so naughty but they were so funny and we used to do this thing called get hyper and um, I remember one particular science class, a text went round with like whispers. It was like, guys, we're going to get hyper at like 11 minutes past 12. And like it spread around. And then it got to 11 minutes past 12, but we all forgot. So like, okay, guys, okay, guys, like get hyper 12, 13, 12, 13. <laughs> and then at 12, 13, like the poor teacher, she had no idea what was going on. People were like flipping tables. Everyone just starts yelling, <sighs> banging on the walls. Like, and it's like, oh, like, it's so terrible. But like, it was so funny because to the teacher, it just looks like, because she had no idea that we planned this, it just looks like at a certain time we all just go berserk on her. And oh my goodness, it was it was a nightmare, but Your it was poor really teacher. funny. I know. My like mum and my sister are both teachers, so I have the utmost respect and like love for teachers and I like they do an incredible job, but it was just the funniest thing. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Aww. I think that, that's what comes to mind. What about you? I think so every year in my school um the week running up to the christmas holidays we used to do this thing called charities week and it was basically mm. where we'd spend the whole week and the week wouldn't be like normal school and we'd spend mon- the week raising money for char- different charities this one day of i think we must have been in year 12 me and my friends left school around lunchtime because we had like a free period or something we drove to Domino's, and it was like the day before like breaking up for Christmas holidays and we were like ecstatic about it and I think the like tiredness of sick form had like hit us and we were very ready for a break and we were literally in my friend's tiny Fiat 500 just going absolutely berserk. That's such like a wholesome like thing that your school Mm. did and then we just had oh yeah so we made our teacher mad (laughs) by like throwing tables I mean, they're probably very different like schools. I just don't really <laughs> Yeah, our school think... was quite a wholesome school. At least we tried to mm. be. So we're going to be talking all things school. How to be a Christian in school. How to do school life and juggle it with being a Christian. And everything like that. So question numero uno is... Uno. Last week we said... Because I don't want to do the same questions as last week. Cause no, no to keep it fresh. Yeah, exactly. 
So last week we said a bit about how to kind of talk to your non-Christian friends in school or in uni that mm. you're a Christian and yeah. kind of said about how it doesn't necessarily have to be through your words it can also be through your actions um, and obviously mm. in school that can be kind of harder to do because it feels as if it's like this weird period of where you're just trying to kind of figure out who you are yeah um and kind of you're wanting to fit into like the line of what everyone else is doing rather than going like kind of against the grain or anything what are the sort of like actions and things that you think are like really good to do in school with people around you to kind of share your faith I think from like if we're focusing maybe on secondary school from like years seven to 11, I just did not have this down at all. I was very much like go with what everyone was doing kind of like, I'd rather fit in than than like, yeah, I just rather that. And in those sort of scenarios, some of the best ways that you probably, I probably could have, and I failed miserably. Mm. I think gossip is the biggest one. Like school Mm. is such a breeding ground for gossip. Yeah. Um, and actually, I probably could have just been like, no, I'm not going to talk about this. Or no, I don't know about this. Or, oh, guys, we probably shouldn't be speaking about her like this. Yeah. Like, that is probably the biggest one that I probably fell down on. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, it's so important for people to see Jesus in you. And that's one of the biggest yeah. ways to evangelize. And gossip is such a culture in school. And actually, mm-hmm. to go against that, it you'll stick out like a sore thumb, but in mm-hmm. the best way. Yeah. Um, but then in sixth form... Yeah, 12 and 13 I um actually got the name got given the nickname Jesus girl um because I refused to like get really drunk at parties or like sleep with a lot of boys or just get with them or whatever like that kind of lifestyle just like I didn't partake in and it did end up in me like not really having that many friends and like that is really sad but I don't know it's hard because you don't want to end up like me without friends but actually it is the best way for people to because people did work out why I was not doing that. And yeah. that's how I got given my nickname. So it's, it's a really hard balance. What do you think? For me, I would say in my school, it was very cliquey. Um, and yeah. it was like, you had your friendship group and you were in that friendship group. You didn't hang out with other friends. You didn't try mm. to get other people in. You didn't try to join other groups or whatever. And like, if you saw someone else sitting with someone else, it was like, oh my goodness, what's happened? <laughs> And for me, I hated it. We had kind of quite an open friendship group. And I think at first there were definitely people within my friendship group, I guess, who weren't really a fan of that. And who, like, if someone else came into, like, the classroom, we sat in at lunch, they'd be like, why is so-and-so sat in here? And I think Mm. for me, it was really stepping out and being like, so what if they're sat here? They can come sit in here if they want. Oh, I'm in maths with them. And they'd be a bit like, oh, and you kind of like challenging the kind of normality of things that happen in school being accepting of people and like looking out for the person who may be on their own or just like I like that point yeah I like that love plans Mm. Um, (laughs) touch on it a bit about the whole kind of insect form like the drinking culture and everything like that Mm, Um, and obviously school is kind of where that starts happening um, because you're turning 18 or you even do it younger if you like that um but that's obviously a difficult time to kind of get your footing of like what is Mm. this that's happening because it's new to anyone and especially then being a Christian you have these like whole other like morals that you're trying to work how would what's your advice for working at that stage oh 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tricky one. I guess it depends on your opinion of drink. And like, it's very interpretive, the Bible and like where your stance is. But I would say like, know what your stance is going in. I think the Bible is very clear cut on like, don't get drunk. But like, I think as Christians, we're very split on like, is it okay to drink in moderation? Or some people might be like, don't drink at all. And like, whatever way you are and whatever you interpret that, that is totally up to you and totally fine. Um, but actually just like know that before you go in because yeah. or like you're in an area that you know people are going to be drinking I think that would be my only advice because I don't think I necessarily did that part well in um, mm. school I think that's probably like my thoughts are very like retrospective yeah um, but I feel like you did it well how did you do that I think it's it's a hard one to do because for some people if you're like me I don't really like drinking anyway. Yeah. So for me, kind of drinking like a vodka and Coke doesn't appeal to me at all. So I think that was part of it. So it kind of made it slightly easier for me. With that, I think just make the most of the people that you have around you and trying mm. to like figure out what's best for you. If you're part of like a youth group or whatever, you obviously have your youth leaders and mm. stuff. I remember that it's like the perfect time that they never judge you for asking questions. No. I think no. it's so important to remember that that I always used to be the one that was like, What about this? But what about that? Is it okay? <laughs> and it's literally like Yeah. They never judge you for asking those questions. No. Trying to find no. your like footing. Um, yeah, hundred percent. My next question. Mm-hmm. Obviously, back in our day. Back in our day. In if you don't know, me and Ellie were in youth together and we always joke about it that um once kind of you got into school properly so like year 10 11 12 13 like when you're doing exams and school was getting a bit more like busy that me and Ellie were the only ones left literally (laughs) because it was this classic excuse you text someone saying hey coming to youth tonight sorry I've really got to revise or whatever no matter how much work our youth leaders did to keep us there during the exam period and busy periods like that they just couldn't keep us all mm-hmm. but obviously some of that is also off your own bat and 100%. definitely for us too we were like we need to come here for a bit of sanity yeah. what would kind of be your advice for like still staying stuck in church when school feels really stressful because obviously as a teen it's your first like real real stressful like busy like exam periods and stuff 100% being really blunt exams isn't not an excuse to not go to church yeah. because me and Abby both did really well in our exams not to we did, so but we did <laughs> exactly and also like I lived 40 minute drive away from out it's about what your priorities mm. are and what yeah school should be probably one of your number one priorities but actually like god calls us to put him first mm. and actually because we put him first that covers everything yeah yeah that's what yeah, i would say i definitely think as well that no matter how much teachers parents whatever tell you that you need to work constantly mm. it's so important to give yourself a break and 100%. i think sometimes i was a bit of a queen of pulling on that string of like I need to give myself a break. It's important to have breaks. But <laughs> I give myself way is, too many breaks. Yeah. It is <laughs> <Treat> really, <yourself. laughs> it is so important to just give your mind a bit of a rest from mm. the routine that you're in. And the thing is, yeah. school feels like such a routine, especially during an exam period. It's like you're doing school and then you come home and you're doing revision. But like going to church or something gives you that like break that you need and it breaks that routine yeah. a bit. It feels, it's hard because it's like school is knackering. And there were a few times that I was like, I'm just so tired. 
Mm. But I don't even, I'm not going to do any work even if I stay at home, but I'm just feel too tired to even go to youth or whatever. But then it's like, actually I'd go. And as Eddie said, I'd feel so refreshed because no matter how low I felt, there was always some biscuits or some crisps or some people (laughs) to get me hyped up. Yeah. Get outside those four walls. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So my last question it's like semi-school related I'd say I was thinking about this earlier about like testimonies and everything like that and how mm. obviously in a Christian setting everyone knows like what a testimony is and it's like that first question yeah. like, tell me your testimony um, <laughs> but in school that's not quite a thing and obviously yeah. for me trying to get my friends to talk about like church and stuff the best way I could do it was telling them some like cool stories and stuff because then yeah. they'd actually be slightly interested in what I had to say. But then, obviously, it's really hard because if you're telling your um, testimony like at church or something, people are like super engaged and super excited because they like know what you're talking about. Mm. How do you think you can share your testimony with your non-Christian friends at school and kind of share who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for you, and kind of your Christian life? with christian friends yeah this is such a good question and it's like one that i didn't think about when i was in school like how to do this i didn't actively like aim to go out and do it and Mm. i like stand by like i totally think the best way to show like your friends about jesus is to to be his hands and feet on earth and like to serve each other but i guess if you're like bringing up like just be super open someone asked you what did you do last night oh i went to youth group it was really good we spoke about this or like I don't know, you're chatting to a guy, how do you know, how do you know this, this boy? Oh yeah, no, like, I met him at church, or I met him at a Soul Survivor yeah. event, but like, I don't know, I met him at this festival, or I met him at this conference, or I don't know, like, just being so open about it, and I think I would always be really stressful, because like, oh, how was your weekend? And you'd be like, oh yeah, good, I did this with my dad, and I don't know, I went to this film in the cinema, but you really don't go, oh yeah, I went to church, and it was really great, mm-hmm. and actually, like, being open about that sort of thing is just, like, it opens up for conversation. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want to put it down people's throats, but then also, on the same hand, you don't want to stop them from perhaps asking about it, or yeah. trying to get closer, or whatever, so you don't want to, like, stop them from having that ball, so you don't want to, like, literally, like, yeah, make them you never know who's it. interested. Exactly. Mm. I think great. We'll finish that here. Obviously, yeah you didn't listen to our uni q a go mm-hmm. check that one out because definitely some of them kind of if you're in school can also oh yeah school. and you can never and be too prepared. To prepare. yeah exactly yeah help you prepare from that yeah yeah Amazing. i got to gal nice <laughs> listening do you want to plug our yeah. instagram i feel like you i shall well. <laughs> oh thank you um yeah if, if you're not already following please do follow our instagram yes. at thrive.in Dot grace there is some mm-hmm. sick edits there that abby has made Thanks. we are thriving with the best of them mm-hmm. over there so go check it out yes definitely and we will see you next week next wednesday 4 p.m we'll be back with another podcast starting a new series so you better come back bye, bye.